This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. It's Freestyle Friday, and I'm Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 26th, episode 2649, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, we're looking forward to a Friday here. It's good to be back. And uh, I thank you to Debbie for filling in for me on Wednesday. I hope you guys had a good time. We did. We had a lovely time. It's always nice to sit and chat with her. I was in a place with no internet. I couldn't even answer my emails. The internet was that bad. So (laughs) I was like, okay, well, I'm not listening to the show. That's for sure. Okay, so you are... You're, you get in this camper and you drive to the middle of nowhere and you stay there for two days and there's no horses, there's no dogs, no nothing. Which is lovely. It's perfect for a horse husband. Getting God, away, no internet. So it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, we took the bikes out every day. A couple times a day, I'd take the bikes out. Uh, Did you read or anything? Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, you read. And I actually, you know, got caught up in a little bit of reading. I, I did a little bit of work that didn't require the internet. Uh, but yeah, it was it was nice. Last time wow. I went there, I went alone for a couple days to write the proposals all up for the trip coming up for the sponsors, and it must have worked because we sold out the sponsorship very quickly after, and I decided this particular state park is perfect. It's like, I don't know, thousands of acres, and it's along a canal, and it's just absolutely beautiful, uh, but there's only like 60 campsites in this whole place, so it's very quiet and, and, and lovely. I liked it. But then big news yesterday is uh, Jennifer and I got our vaccine number one shots yesterday. Yay! I'm so excited about it. My arm's a little sore today, but uh, getting better. But that's the only thing. I was I was thinking, oh, if I get sick, I won't be in the show tomorrow. But not sick, just a little sore arm. And we were so excited to get that done and get the second one done the end, right before my birthday, actually, in the end of uh, April. So it, we got Pfizer for those that uh, are interested. That's what we ended up with. And it looks like Florida is going to go in two weeks. It's going to anybody can get it. There'll be no age. There'll be just everybody will be open. I don't know what it's like in Oklahoma. but I don't know. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. It's it's just it's just all political all the time. So I just go, all right, someday, eventually somebody will just be knocking on my door. Yeah, they uh they, they're they pretty much getting it done here in Florida. Everybody's doing it. They're even opening it up to dentists are going to be giving the shots. Well, you know, there's one group that knows how to give a shot. It's a dentist. It's usually in your mouth, though, not your arm. So, uh, But yeah, I do have an EHV one update. I have some good news and some not so good news. A total of 171 horses remain on site in Spain where this all started uh, for their 21-day isolation period. But the good news is there are currently no new reported outbreaks of EHV-1 linked to Spain anywhere in Europe. The figures remain static at 31 in a total of 10 countries. Uh, the FEI has informed both Germany or has been informed that both Germany and Switzerland
Switzerland will lift their restrictions and allow national competitions to restart on March 29th. And international competitions are expected to start on Feb or on April the 3rd, but with protections in place. Uh, all the horses will have to wear masks. I made that up. Well, they really did a good job, like, <laughs> grabbing it, you know, and, and, and shutting everything down. They did better than we did with COVID. <laughs> Let's put it that way, yes. Uh, they did a good job all over. I mean, we've seen scattered things here in the United States, but they've been locking it down here. Laurel Park is canceled racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's a Maryland park. Um, because they had another case there. They've had several cases there, actually. But uh, they've had a new case, and they've shut down more of the barns there, and they're just not going to do any racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And no horses will be allowed to come in from other tracks or go out. It's going to be a lockdown situation for a little bit there. But that's been the one place in Maryland that's been having the most trouble with it. But again, you know, they managed to... you know, they managed to lock it down to that certain area. So as long as they can keep doing that, we shouldn't see a big problem across the country. So that's good. Good. On today's show, we have Daniel Fowler Prime, who's coming to us from Horseboarding UK. And he's going to tell us all about this amazing new sport. And as far as I can see, just another new way to get hurt with horses. Plus, <laughs> we pick winners for the horse lovers, really bad ads, $400 in winners today. So you want to stay tuned to the end of the show. And we have another sad batch of really bad ads. Plus, and, we're going to catch up on your yeah. horses, right? I, mean, I haven't heard anything about your horses in weeks. So, Well, it's because I had shoulder surgery and there hasn't been anything here, but we are getting back to work. And just so you know, we have a guest reader for one of the really bad ads. Oh, yeah, we do? Yes, we do. Mm. Um, my seven-year-old Lucas has requested to be on the show and to read a really bad ad. I think Is this one he picked out or... Just no, I'm just going to have him read it at, when he gets up here. Okay. <laughs> he just wants to read an ad. I thought it was yeah. his ad, his specific ad. but No, no, no. Okay. Well, good. That'll be fun. You're just trying to dump your job off on somebody, aren't you? God, just man. Chad's on a trip, and it's the last day of this two weeks of spring break. I'm I'm over it. Is he going to yeah. go back to school soon? Next Monday? Monday, I think. <laughs> I think Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. I think they have like a teacher's work day Monday. I don't know. Couldn't it's the ridiculous. teacher's work on break? I, I, I always wondered about that. You just gave them two off and then they have a work day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't get that. And uh, if you're a teacher and you want to send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Come on, people. We have a bunch of these. Bunch of auditors with birthdays uh, this weekend. We have Jacqueline Bach, uh, Michelle Huber, Vicki Rucker, Michelle Bush, and Leslie Covington. Happy birthday to all of you, and thank you all for having easy names to say. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, my daily Winnie goes out to a very broad group of individuals, and that is people that I have ever, ever boarded at your house or your farm, and you have a covered riding arena or an indoor arena. And I'll tell you why that is, Glenn, because I appreciate all of those days spent underneath cover because I didn't know what I had. I didn't know how good I had it, Glenn, because there is weather here. More so what, than Oklahoma Arizona. has weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when it, when it has weather, it really has weather. So, uh, I said, you know what? I really need to start pricing out 
just like see what, what it would cost for a covered arena. We're not talking indoor, just covered. Oh my God. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 110. $157,000 is what I got. With no sides? Just with no sides. And I How also think you make it a three football fields. Well, doing? my arena, my outdoor arena is 100 by 200. And so I was like, well, we'll just get a cover on that. Like, it's not the big deal. It's just a roof. Oh my God. It is a big deal. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, here's the main thing I need so I can teach clinics and still do everything is get a covered round pin. Mm. Okay. I'll just get a covered round I've pin. I've seen those. They're about half the size. Yeah. yeah. It's just a cover over my 50 foot round pin. Holy cow. The, the, it was insane. So then I'm like, okay, I'll contact one of those like coverall, co- those like cloth riding yeah, arenas that, called w- coverall which will clear do really scan. well in tornado country. Well, uh, they, <laughs> I mean, they have them around here, so it can't be crazy. So I get, get a quote from them: fifty foot round pin, fifty thousand dollars, Glenn, for the cloth 50 one. Fifty for the cloth, the hideous, ugly, like uh, you know, just right next to my like beautiful a big military barn. tent. Yeah. Like those yeah. big military tents. And so I, the lady gives me the quote and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like $47,000. And I, I was like, for the, the fabric, they, for a 50 foot round pin. Now I, there's a reason I'm bringing this up. So, uh, I said, how is that possible that that is that expensive? And she's like, well, I can do you one better. We can cut that in half. We can cut that price in half if we just send it to you not assembled. But if we have to have people come and put it up, it happens. You know what? It's not that there's, it comes with instructions. I was like, are you kidding me? IKEA printed the instructions. (laughs) uh, It requires cranes and things like that to lift up the metal braces and all that. Chad. Yeah. I'm like, my husband like builds fence. Like he's thinking you build a covered. Oh my God. So yeah, all of the people that I've ever, or any of you listening that have covered arenas, I want you to walk out to the center, sit down on the letter X and just smell the dirt and look up lay do like a a snow angel in the center of your actually do a snow angel in your covered arena and send me a photo because i just want to just i want to see it i just have to see it Uh, it's it's crazy Uh, it is amazing how quickly when we have something we take it for granted Man, I just, uh, if you are at a boarding facility that is expensive and you're like, too expensive, I'm not getting my money's worth and they have a covered arena. Yes, you are. (laughs) You're getting your money's worth. So my guess is you're riding in the rain for a little while. It rained Tuesday here, Glenn, like probably 36 hours straight. So Tuesday into Wednesday morning and it is now Friday. And I looked out, my round pin is still flooded and I just... I don't know what to, uh, anyway, so my point in doing all this is if any of you have a discount covered riding <laughs> arena name or phone number, you can give me, please you own send a company that does covered riding arenas yeah. and want to trade for advertising, uh, Jamie's all yours. She will. Um, yeah. I don't think that we could possibly do enough advertising to pay take somebody us back 10 for this. years. That's for sure. <laughs> However, I still can have children, so I will give you the next one. <laughs> I mean, I, my husband can't, so we're gonna have to figure that out, but like, <laughs> I still am capable of it. I might die doing it, but at least I'd have that covered arena. So, uh, ne- I'll give you a baby. I'll give you a horse. I- I'll find something. I don't care. Zeus is available. If you need a horse that escapes everything. He what is more available. Could you want? 
for anybody to take <laughs> they have to now they're gonna make me pay more <laughs> hey we just passed two million podcasts yesterday on Sweet. apple two million podcasts now 37 percent of them are active have had an episode in the last 90 days so you know we may have two million just podcasts. general podcasting has passed two million there are two, two million, million unique podcasts unique podcasts not episodes podcasts um and i remember when we started this it was about two hundred thousand. So we've 10 times that in the 10 years we've been doing this. Uh, again, not all of them are active. And a lot of the ones, apparently, they're seeing a lot of the ones that started during COVID when people had time, when they were off of work, uh, have now gone away. You know, all of a sudden, they back to life again, and the podcast went away. So, you know, uh, but anyway, welcome all you new podcasters to our world uh, and the world uh, doing this for a very long time. So uh, th that was just a statistic I saw yesterday. The other statistic I saw yesterday was at the Midwest horse sale. I don't know if you, you probably didn't have a chance this morning to take a look at the auditor page. I posted a picture of this horse. It is the most beautiful blue roan Percheron stallion. And when I looked at the horse, I went, I don't think that's a Percheron, but apparently it is. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And the wavy mane, just everything. And just a beautiful horse, seven years old. Name is Rocky because every Percheron has to be named Rocky. And it was for <laughs> exactly. sale at the Waverly Midwest Horse Sale, which we used to talk about here on the show when we did the draft horse episode. Well, he set a record at $47,500. And that's a little higher than most Percherons usually go for. Wow. But there you go. And he is absolutely stunning. <laughs> is it like a breeding stallion or something? I, I didn't really say. It just said that, you know, what he was. And if you look at, if you're an auditor, take a look at the auditor page and you'll see the picture there. It's just a stunning horse. I just looked at that and said, oh, that'd make a great riding or driving horse. It doesn't matter. And there's a reason it went that high. But uh, uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention is that if you're missing going to... Land Rover, I almost said Rolex. If you're missing going to Land Rover at the end of next month, it's coming up for the five-star and four-star happening there. You can watch it on video, which is what you're going to have to do because there's no spectators, so you're going to have to be watching it on video. But uh, And they're even really restricting press. I'm not even sure we could get a press pass. Uh, they're they're cutting that in about a quarter of this year, too. They sent me an email asking me if I wanted it. I Oh, did they? I if I can't go with my girlfriend, yeah, you like... can't. I mean, and from what I understood, we could get one, maybe. You know, so there can't even be a group of us go. So anyway, um, so that's going to be happening, and you, of course, uh, you'll be able to watch it. And you get a, for cross country, to be honest, you get to see more of it when you're watching on TV, anyway. But uh, because of that. It might be important for you to know that on October 13th through the 17th, they are planning on running the inaugural Maryland five-star event at Fair Hill. Now, those of us that lived up in the Northeast have been to Fair Hill many times and know exactly what it is. They hope to attract twenty to 30,000 spectators, and because of vaccines, they're thinking that they'll be open for full spectators in, in October. Yeah, along with the five-star, they're also hosting a three-star event, including the United States Federation, Equestrian Federation National Championship, and the Eventing Association Young Event Horse Championship. They're expecting about 175 competitors to participate. 
And along with that, they're smart. What do we always say about horse shows? If you want to attract non-horse people, you have to do stuff that's non-horsey, right, at your show? Well, they're hoping to host concerts. They're doing a Maryland Fresh Food Festival, a craft beer and wine festival, and a champagne brunch. So at Craft Beer and Wine Festival, you've just attracted a bunch of people to watch your horses. So I think they're doing that right. And the shows they used to have there, they used to do other stuff. They used to have food truck festivals, and they used to have a dog show at the same time as the horse show. So they tried to attract people from outside, and the place always had lots of people. So I think this is going to be a good event, and it's coming up October 13th through the 17th. If you wanted to go to Kentucky but couldn't, this is an option. Now, the hotels around there, and now this is 30 years ago when we used to go, sucked. So hopefully they've improved that. They were awful. Like really? cockroaches. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, So I'm hoping that they've improved that. Anybody that lives there, let me know if they've upgraded the hotels in the area because it was awful. <laughs> so I'm hoping they've improved that since then. But that's my news. Those are the things I needed to get caught up on. We're going to hear a little bit more about Jamie's horses that she has right now, in case you're looking for one. And a lot of you have taken horses that Jamie's trained. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll have a post show for the auditors, too. I know we haven't done one this week, and I apologize. But right now, we have to hear from our title sponsor and get to our first guest. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Commercial feeds are fortified with nutrients such as proteins, vitamins, and minerals. They are made up of a variety of ingredients that provide a particular amount of energy. Most feeds have been designed to address the needs of a certain type of horse. It is important to understand that all feeds are formulated by nutritionists to be fed in specific amounts. When the correct amount of feed is provided, the horse consumes the appropriate amount of energy and nutrients. The feeding directions included on the feed bag or the feed tag are specific to the particular feed and should be followed. When you feed less than the recommended amount of feed, your horse is not getting the full complement of nutrients that he or she may need. On the other hand, too much of a good thing can also be bad. The overfeeding of concentrates can lead to grain overload and oversupplementation, and feed should never be cut or mixed with other fortified feeds or plain grains because this changes the nutrient profile and can cause imbalances in energy, protein, vitamins, and minerals. If you need to include additional supplements in your horse's diet, choose products that are formulated to complement, not compete with fortified feeds. If you feed a plain grain such as oats, additional fortification may be necessary. Kentucky Performance Products supplements are specifically designed to complement, not compete with the modern concentrates used by today's horse owners. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards in certified facilities using stringent quality control guidelines. So choose Kentucky Performance Product Supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to them. Learn more about Kentucky Performance Product Supplements at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
Well, Jamie, you know how we talk about how dangerous horse sports are and how, you know, people are breaking things and ending up in the hospital. And it is one of the most dangerous sports. Well, we have some friends over there in the UK who have decided to even make it more dangerous by doing something called horse boarding. And we have Daniel on here to talk about it. Hi, Daniel. Hi, guys. It's uh, great to be on your show and talk to the world. So, Daniel, um, was I wrong? Horse boarding, dangerous, broken bones. Uh no, well, there's definitely a bit of rough and tumble involved for the horse boarders, um, for the board riders more so than the horse riders. Um, uh, but, you know, we tried to uh, mitigate that with the pads and the helmets and so on. Although when we did first start, the helmets were optional, which we learned that lesson very quickly. They shouldn't be optional. <laughs> How on earth do I want to know what happened to make you guys who are galloping behind a horse, much like ski gearing, but on giant skateboards or something, why would you not wear a helmet? <laughs> well, yeah, the, good question. Um, <laughs> why would we not do it? Um, uh, it? It just, I think my background's working with horses in in film and TV and and um, doing stunt shows, so trick riding and jousting and things like this. Um, and one of those, one of the main skills of doing that sort of job is being able to fall off horses. Now, if you're working on a on a on a show or on a whether it's filming or whether it's a live show, you would you know you you go and you take a fall in whatever costume you are wearing, and that often doesn't include helmets. So I think when I first started messing about with the skateboard, uh, well, not necessarily the skateboard, but the mountain board and the horse, I didn't correlate that maybe I might need a helmet as well. And uh, it wasn't until a couple of experiments, you know didn't go totally to plan that um I, you know it was time we thought yeah definitely helmets are a good idea on this he had already but he was a he was a stunt guy he already bonked his head 50 times i mean it was <laughs> that was nothing new so, so describe, yeah. explain yeah, yeah what 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 it actually is because i'm looking at the pictures and the video and it it looks intense yeah um so basically um horse boarding we take a you have a horse a horse rider and a guy or girl on an off-road skateboard who take turns to race around a twisting turning course in the fastest time possible. It looks like a skateboard with like a little larger wheels and it looks mm -hmm. like your feet are locked in, right? Yes. Similar to like a snowboard. Um, and the fact that you're bound, you're bound onto the board, which is actually a, a lot safer, um, thing than if you, your, your feet were, were loose because if, you know, one, you couldn't, you couldn't pull in the same way. And two, if you have a crash, you've got to somehow bind your, your feet to the board. And if you, if you weren't fully bound on, like if there's, you only had the toe strap and not the heel strap, for example, um, if you weren't, were, were to have a crash at that point, um, the board might come off one leg and not the other leg. And then if you were rotating, you've got all sorts of problems that might come from that. So it's a lot better to have, be fully strapped in. Mm, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you are on this board, but you have a water skiing type handle. So at any point, you can yeah. let go of the of the horse. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the what does this sport entail? How is it competitive? Okay, so as I said, we we race um, around a twisting, turning arena course um, uh, against the clock. Each team has three attempts per heat um or per class uh, and it's only their fastest time that counts so what that tends to do is um the first 
first rotation of races so it, it, the first time each team races they will tend to get a feel for the arena to, you know whatever the weather conditions and ground conditions are like um and they'll they'll gently push the the the, the speed up but they won't do anything too silly then as they go into the second rotation of racing we go into the phase that we call fast fast so the first rotation is uh uh, um, conservative runs the second rotation is um st- steady uh, fast fast and then the third rotation is crazy fast that's when they're trying to <laughs> cut off the slightest tenth of a second and they are going they're doing things which you know you you wouldn't you know they're pushing it beyond what you'd expect what we would expect as someone me who invented the sport they've gone way far they have gone way farther than i would expect so tell us about the horses what kind of horses what what makes a good horse for this um all horses we've we've trained all horses to horseboard um at different levels so everything from shires to shetlands and everything in the middle for 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 the, certainly for the lower um for the novice and intermediate categories um it, you know you don't need a super fast horse to be doing it um as you get into the elites there is a probably about 70 percent of the elite horses are x race horses um and because they just you know they just want that pure you know unadulterated speed um and and stamina which the horses come to because um some of the courses can be up to you know towards a half mile mark um and then but then also we have irish sports horses in there that compete very well in fact we've got one still running at the moment that only a few years ago lost out to first place by only two points in the championship um so what i would say is also the points you score in each heat you have maybe four heats over a weekend those heats uh, the points you score in each one are added up and then they're added up over the championship over the season and it's the team at the end of the season with the most points that wins coming back to the horses um we also have uh, as well as like this there's you know 16 two racers x racers um we also have a 14 two um x showing pony who who battles it out with the big x races every weekend and um she doesn't know she's little and she always wanted to be a racehorse when she grew up. So um, we let her do it really, <laughs> but she put, she takes it to him. She really does take it to him. I was thinking barrel racing horses would be good, but you, you lost them at a half a mile. Oh, that's what yeah, right. there, so. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that is the, that is the, the, you know, the, the, the longer distance courses um, that, that we race in. So the course itself the track itself doesn't change from competition to competition, but the arenas that we race in at each competition are different sizes. The arenas are set up by um, the game and country fairs that we, or the festivals in which that we perform and hold the races at. Um, so we've already got, we've got a natural made audience already there. Um, uh, so those size and dimensions and whatever the ground conditions are, are the variables. But with the track being the same all the time, the horses get to learn the track, similar to a, bar- a barrel ho- uh, racing horse. Um, and so you can get the, the best sort of performance out of them. And I assume... Are- have- oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Glenn. I-, I just, I'm watching the video and it looks like you've got a mix of like people that are really getting into it like Apollo Antonona, like speed skaters. And then there looks like there's some trick skateboarders, maybe some snowboarders. Uh, who are the type of people that actually are, uh, are doing this sport? What type of person does it attract? 
Um, it tends to attract people that aren't necessarily deep into another equestrian sport. So if you know if somebody's already deep into show jumping or something, then they're probably not going to come and do this, particularly you know, with their expensive show jumper or dressage horse. It tends to attract um, people. Uh, we have set lots of families, um, set lots of couples, um, boyfriend, girlfriend couples, husband, wife couples, um, uh, and they are from all types of backgrounds. So sometimes they are skaters um, or surfers that are or wakeboarders that are getting on the board. Sometimes they're guys and girls that have never ridden on a board before, and they learn to um, to learn they learn to ride behind a horse. And sometimes they are board riders that have had no previous experience with horses. And it's one of the real nice things uh, as a bit of an offshoot to this is that people that are coming from an urban sports background really uh, come into it and they learn about horses and it's uh, it's an education for them. I mean, I remember one of the first times I heard a bunch of board riders standing around eyeing up a new horse, suggesting it would be a good horse to, in the competition. <laughs> and I was like, when did you guys all start learning about horses? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever mix it up so in a competition they have to switch horses or you're switching riders and 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 riders on the horses and riders on the on the boards? Uh no. No. Uh, <laughs> is the answer. No is the answer because uh well, as as a board rider and a horse rider um horses are infinitely harder to ride than a board. Mm-hmm. Um like uh, there the, there's so much more uh education that needs to go in um than riding a board a board is so to try and train somebody you know you'd have to really they'd have to do 10 years yeah. before they could get on there and start having the controlled speed which is necessary also the team itself is a is a is a a very cohesive unit so the 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 horse the horse rider and the board rider all have to be on a very same wavelength they're they're going through a gate every two seconds or less mm. changing direction and and they have to know what they're doing before they get there they have to have built that gel and you see you know with some of those times these teams are racing like a you know really top not you know top level race uh and one of the three the horse rider the horse or the board rider can get it slightly wrong, and then all of a sudden they end up in different corners of the arena. You know, they're just <laughs> no longer connected. <laughs> this is amazing. I was watching the video too. It's very distracting. We'll post a, a link to the video in our show notes. Uh, is it taking off? Is it? Are you seeing traction with it? Has it started to out to you know branch out outside the UK? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's so we have a, an affiliate organization in Holland, which we helped. Uh, and worked with in, in great detail to to get their championship up and running. Um, we've ourselves been um, uh, not quite all over Europe, but Denmark, Holland, Germany, um, and we're hopefully going to do more. There's, we've the harnesses that we've designed f- for the way in which the handle attaches to the saddle. Um, we've sent those over the years all over the world. So, but starting an organization from scratch is a big job and very few people want to take it on. Why isn't this popular in the United States? It has everything that people in America like danger, speed, uh, you know, broken bones. (laughs) It has everything we like here. It's a bit rough and tumble, Glenn. It's a bit rough and (laughs) tumble. I mean, the thing is as well to remember that the sport, because of my background in entertainment, um, the sport was designed as manufactured to be entertaining. So the, the rules 
even the you know the fastest fastest time counts rule is all about making you know creating an environment in which the teams will push themselves further during an actual competition like we can have uh, an elite track for maybe we'll have uh, 10 of the uh, best teams in the country and that we will run a race every two minutes for for an hour and what that means is for a minute 45 seconds to two minutes between the start of one race and the start of a second race and what that means is the audience doesn't get a lot of time to um recover from the first race <laughs> so if they've had a massive like oh my goodness this is amazing ah, oh, you know and then the next team comes out and does even faster and does even faster the crowd just it, it's like the crowd just doesn't get time to calm down like <laughs> i love this it's one of the things it's i designed. hate about uh, i hate about thoroughbred racing i hate about going to the racetrack because it's 20 minutes between races and i'm like oh <laughs> you know? yeah yeah and I also as well if you're at the racetrack of course you see the horse run uh, you know a kilometer away um around the around the track whereas if in this we're in an arena most of our arenas are about 100 by 80 meters and wherever you are on the track again the 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 course is designed that the horse visits all areas of the track several times during the during the the race so you see him you see the horse and the board rider and the horse rider coming at you from different angles flat out you know and they pass within about four meters of the the crash barriers yeah well, okay, we're going to post a video in our show notes, and if somebody wants, and also a link to your Facebook page, if, especially somebody here in America wants to get this started and, and really take and run with it, we have some adventurous souls in this audience. Uh, should they get a hold of you through Facebook? Would that be the best? Yeah, or the website, horseboardinguk.org. Um, there's also Horseboarding International. Um, so, yeah, either, either of those. Um, uh, let us know, and we'd love to. we'd love to come over. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, you know what, Jamie? I think Zeus could do this. <laughs> I think Zeus is... Should, you should sign Zeus up for this. He'd be perfect. He'd make it at least half a circle before he'd quit. So there's that. <laughs> or he'd turn around and bite the wire that's attaching the person to the, to the horse. Or kick the rider. It would be one of the three. Something yeah. would happen. And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, fact of the day. Well, my, I'm going to talk to you today about Old Billy. Old Billy was the longest living horse on record. He was verified to be 62 years old at his death. What? Born in England in 1760. Now, I don't know if they counted different back then. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, apparently was a barge horse that pulled barges up and down the canals. He was uh, said to look like a big Cobbshire horse and was brown with a white blaze. He died uh, the 27th of November, 1822. Uh, now, get the, you know, keep in mind, he was 62, they're saying, at death. They know his date of birth and his death date, so it adds up to 62. His skull now resides at the Manchester Museum. So if you want to see him, you can visit Old Billy at the Manchester Museum, and you can see his skull. Is there a picture of Old Billy? Yeah, there's a picture of his skull. Okay, but like Old Billy was probably like some black horse, and they just probably kept. Well, no, calling he's brown him. with a white blaze. 
Okay, well, they probably had <laughs> 17 of those in a row and just kept, you know, there's old Billy. <laughs> it's not the same horse. There's he was no owned by Barnum Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Of course he, yes, Barnum and Bailey were like, yeah, this horse is 62. Come see it. Give me only a two pence. I got to say see. that, you know, Guinness has him in there, but I don't know how they proved it being that it was 1760. I don't know how they proved it. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going by what I read, and he's they still don't listed. Do, they didn't do DNA testing in the no. in carbon <laughs> no, dating. No. no, I don't think they did. But uh, that's who's still listed as the longest living. Now, the next one was in in 40s, I think, like 49. I will uh-huh. say that we had a pony live into the 40s. Uh, yeah, that's not a draft cross that's pulling barges <laughs> up and down. That is such BS. I've never heard that in my life. Look up Ridiculous. Old Billy and you'll see. Old Do you Billy. think that he they called him Old Billy when he was like seven? I, that's a good no. question. Actually, uh, uh, apparently a lot of the ones that uh, pulled barges with this particular company had old in front of them. So it was old old Whitey and old Billy and old, you know, old Jeff uh, were pulling the barges. So. Old Billy. This was the seventh. <laughs> Billy in a row. It's like Lassie, okay, or Benji. They're like, yeah, here's Benji. Wait, but Why Benji do was you on always TV doubt my 30s. facts. You're always Your facts doubting are my stupid. Facts. <laughs> Look up old Billy. You can see his head. It's right there in the museum. I can see a skull of a horse. <laughs> that is uh, not real. Okay. Hey, everybody. I do like driving her crazy with some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know t- where I found that? Ripley's Believe It or Not. Museum. <laughs> I'm going to choose not. Oh, you know, we've been to two Ripley's Believe It or Not museums in our life, and they were both sucked. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I didn't like Ripley's Believe It or Not. It was no. I went on a date. It wasn't believable. Was, <laughs> no, sorry. It wasn't a date. I, my brother's friend, when he lived in Key West, worked at the Ripley's Believe It oh, or really? Not Museum. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I have some questions. I was like, is it Believe It or Not? And he was like, everything in here is true. Really? Like, Come on. He was like, everything's true. But he was kind of a, like, he was probably drinking a lot and kind of a liar so i don't know it couldn't been but he said everything was true well i know what is true you got some horses in again you're back to work your your wing is good your arm's better yeah i got two in on wednesday and then i have one coming in today and i am booked up now officially through july so the next wow. spot i have for training a horse is august 1st which is really cool I'm, I'm i like to bring them in every 15 days so the ones that are uh, unstarted can be restarted and then I can have Abby start to ride those guys while I restart the babies. So, so your have, shoulder have, is better. I mean, it, it, are you glad you did it? I kickboxed on Tuesday for the first time. Yeah. I didn't punch anything. I just kicked things, but it was really fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Glenn. Everything Still is fine. A little, huh? a little bit. It's not, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but it's okay. Gotta get you know I, the whole thing is it's just gonna get better and better because it was so bad before that this feels way better even if I do hurt it every now and then, um, but yeah I got a couple horses in, and it, it, it's so frustrating when she does this to me, is she she's like okay we're gonna take these two, and we we load them up and I, I don't really pay a lot of attention they've got somebody who puts the horses in the trailer it's looks fine like a couple horses and <laughs> I get I get them home and they're both sixteen sixteen one hand bay, bay horses. I'm like, which 
one is which I, I, I don't know which one is which. So I had to call her and I was like, hi, one has a red halter and one is a green halter. And one has like a small star, but the other one is just Bay. And they look exactly alike. And they, I mean, it's twins. So she said the one with the little star, his name is house H a U S. And he's six years old and he stands around 16 hands. And Oh my God, he is so sweet. Uh, when I did all my things on Wednesday, we talked about I had had the buckle presentation and and the Guthrie newspaper came out and the ASPCA was there. And uh, so it was really fun. But House is when we use in the photo shoot because he's just like totally chill for a six year old racehorse. And then the other one is Oki Heater. Now, for those who know any of the Oki horses, they are phenomenal, just really well bred. They race them. They will not, the people that have the Oki horses, those, they will not race them in claiming races, anything less than an allowance race. They won't run them in. Let so me guess they're born in Oklahoma. They're what? Let me guess. They're born in Oklahoma. With that yeah, name. yeah. 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 Oki, Oki heater is here. He's four years old and oh my God, he's a nice mover. Ooh, that trot. So he's going to be really you fun. like those and, horses, that line of horses. I do. I've adopted. Well, Parker is an Oki horse. Uh, he was with that. It's the Richter family trust, which I really want to get them on yeah, and talk to about get it. Them on. We've been talking about them for years. <laughs> yeah. Well, they restart all their horses, apparently like in field or they start all their baby race horses with Western saddles and fields and riding all around and everything. So it's not like they are in a round pen and then thrust out to the track. Oh. So these horses have seen a lot more kind of the Australian uh, way of starting them. Yeah, 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 and they have a big farm here in Oklahoma somewhere, and anyway, they do a great job, and all the horses come with really nice manners, and they have they they're sound and healthy, and and I've adopted a couple of the Oki horses, so I have this one in here, and he's great, and I do have a lot of interest shown in both of them already, so I don't think they'll be here that long, but I'm gonna hop on them both today and see how you it goes. You need to get and, a hold of them. Maybe we could. Is it far away from you? I don't know. When we come out, when we come out, we could go visit. Yeah, I'm going to bring you along to something. <laughs> I can video uh-huh. you. To, you know, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. You know how you don't want me to wear the saddle pad at horse shows? I don't <laughs> like bringing you places <laughs> for my business. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our friends at Equiderma. Equiderma wound ointment is a must-have in your medicine cabinet. It visibly amplifies wound healing, stops proud flesh from developing, minimizes scarring, reduces pain, and keeps flies out of wounds. And we're starting to get flies. You will find yeah. it, that with consistent use, you'll see a noticeable progression of steady healing every day. And it doesn't take long. It happens pretty quickly. It's a great treatment regimen for common skin rashes and sores. Find it all, all their products at Equiderma.com. That's Equiderma.com. Try the coupon code HRN, see if it still works. We did have a coupon code HRN. I'm not sure what it gets you off, but it's all, I don't care if they're one of our sponsors, try the coupon code HRN. We use the same coupon code everywhere. So always try HRN and see, see what happens. It could be a surprise. You never know. How about we give away some prizes? What do you think? I think it's about time. All these prizes are provided by horselovers.com, and they do not give you a little brush or anything. They are giving some cool stuff away, and this month is no different. The first thing they have is a blanket valued at $250. It's an Amigo 
Amico turnout worth 250. The latest innovation in the Amigo turnout range is the Amico. It's the first horseware Ireland turnout that is constructed from recycled plastic bottles. 218 plastic bottles are recycled to create one turnout rug. 1200D polyester outer, sustainable, water and waterproof and breathable, eco-friendly fill for superior breathability, keeping your horse comfortable, sustainable shine enhancing lining that prevents rubbing, promoting a healthy coat, detachable hood included $250 retail value. Who's going to get that, Glenn? All right. So I have a list here from 1 to 222. So you have to pick a number between 1 and 222. And what I have is an Excel spreadsheet that's been provided by Jennifer that is a list of everybody that has submitted ads for the month. And you get two entries if you have recorded them yourself. So let's uh, give away a $250 blanket. Pick a number. All right. So you're starting at the top of the list with number one, correct? Uh, I have mixed them up so they wouldn't be in alphabetical order. Well, I know that, but I'm just going to make you scroll to 222. Oh. <laughs> You're 222 is what you want? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jerk. Um, <laughs> Adrian Hansford wins the blanket. Congratulations, oh, Adrian. Good job. Me. I was trying Yay. to pick me. I'm desperate for that blanket. Congrats, Adrian. <laughs> Good All job, right, the Adrian. Next one. Is the WikiSmart cooler worth $70? WikiSmart premium cooler. Dry your horse in half the time. Neck cover and belly and chest panels cover the entire areas where horses actually get sweaty and wet, thus eliminating the need for toweling off. WikiSmart coolers fasten tightly to the horse's neck, belly, and chest, speeding up moisture diffusion process from the hair to the fleece. Uh, it was created by um, Stark Enterprises. WikiSmarts <laughs> are made out of a thick 300-gram fleece, whereas many other commercial coolers are made with 100 uh, let's go to missiles on the side, lasers. <laughs> Stark <laughs> Enterprises is, is providing all the prizes today. Let's scroll down to number one, Glenn. <laughs> you are a jerk. Um, Faye Beerbauer. Faye Beerbauer Woo! wins the cooler. Faye. Congratulations, Faye. I hope you have a pretty horse to put a pretty cooler on. Hope and when y'all get those. these, y'all got to take pictures. Yeah, so you, you guys keep forgetting to do that. We want pictures of your horses wearing the prizes. Come on, people. The next is the $100 gift certificate towards a pair of Lane boots. Yes, I want to picture somebody in some boots. Lane boots was started in 2007, known for quality and style. Hundreds of styles of Western Hundreds boots are on horse lovers. Yeah, dedicated. <laughs> this company is dedicated to quality, style, and comfort. You can use your gift certificate and any of the Lane boots on any of the Lane boots offered at horselovers.com. 221, Glenn. Um. Oh. It is Kimberly Smiley. Kimberly, hey, hey Kim, Kimberly. Does she wear Does she wear cowboy boots? She does wear cowboy. Does boots. she really? She came and took a course at Monty Roberts with me, and she had cowboy boots on the whole well, time. So she that's gets the perfect, perfect person. one to win that prize. Then Kimberly, you can get yourself a pair, a new pair of cowboy boots. There literally is nine pages on horselovers.com of cowboy boots. So you're not going to have any trouble picking one and you get a $100 gift certificate. We can't thank Horse Lovers enough for doing this. They've been doing these prizes with us for years. So thank you to Horse Lovers for putting it together. They find the prizes. They ship them out. They do all the work. Please go support horselovers.com. They always have something going on over there. And we really appreciate you doing that and supporting our sponsors. It helps us keep sponsors and keep the show on the air. Now it's time for some new ones. I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but... 
Yeah, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez fair. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for some new really bad ads to start off a new month. Thank you to everybody who submitted ads this past month. We appreciate it, all 222 of you. And now we're going to do a new batch. And you have a very special guest that wants to read one, right? I do. It, it'll be coming up. I got to get him one of the the one of the ones that's not all right. Well, let, uh, one of the PG ones. Let me do Jess then. Let me play Jess's. Jess sent hers in, and of course you get double the credit if you send your own in. And while you're getting it all situated over there, we'll listen to what Jess has to say. Okay. Hi everyone. This is Jessica Shannon from Indiana, reading a really bad ad for the first time. Yay! Um, if anyone looks at these pictures. Just be ready to not have a heart or a soul because this poor little pony, she needs rescued. Anyway, so the ad reads, Pony Midsize, $550, Sardina, Ohio. And the ad reads, Good looking midsize pony, space period. She was supposed to be ride and drive, but she needs some work, does lead though, period. 550 OBO or trade for goats, period. Mule, etc. Period. Text me if interested. Period. Thanks. And this poor little pony mare, little bay, she needs her feet done really bad and has her halter on only around her neck. So these people must not know what they're doing. If anyone's in Ohio, go rescue her. $550. Thanks, <laughs> everyone. Deal. Have a good day. Thank you, Jess. $550 or some goats. You've got some goats. We'll take those too. I'm always surprised how many people want to trade their horses for goats. <laughs> That's the most common thing we get is goats. That's true. That is that are guns. Yeah, that are guns. Yeah, that's true. I, I've got one here that I'm going to have Lucas read. Lucas, come over here. You're going to read this. All right. And this person is going to not trade for certain things. So, um, Lucas, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give Lucas the headphones okay. and he'll be able to hear you, Glenn. And then, Lucas, you just have to talk this close to the microphone. Okay. Okay, here we go. Lucas's yeah. debut, on, his on. premiere. Hi, Glenn. Hello. Hi, Lucas. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Are you going to read an ad for me? Yes. All right, cool. Okay, so read the top, the title. Okay, Max Indiana Hay Connection. Rap- this is from Jenny, and she sent this one in. Yeah. Okay. So, wrapped by his for sale. End of season clearance sale. Everything must go. Approximately 180 bales of wet wrapped rye. <laughs> hey, tested at nine. Twelve percent. protein weights. Vary. Weights vary. Vary, but 900 is average volume. Is average volume available. discount available? This is the part I want you to read. We'll not trade for wives in laws or ex wives, so don't ask. <laughs> Posts will be up till gone. Wabash, Wabash Indiana. Indiana. Good job. And she gave you the hardest one today to read. 
You hear that? Lucas isn't going to trade for any wives, in-laws, or ex-wives. So <laughs> Good job, ask. Lucas. You don't want to yeah, be trading for no ex-wives. That's for sure. <laughs> I thought that would be the appropriate one yeah, for that's my perfect. child to read. Parent of the year. I know it was hard. It's hard to believe that a few years ago, he was screaming as a toddler on the show. (laughs) I know. He's so big now. It's crazy. (laughs) It's hard to believe. He sounds like a little adult. Good job, Lucas. Well done. I I think I would have screwed that out up too. So, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear he doesn't want an ex-wife yet. Uh, Kim (laughs) sent this one in. Horse for sale. It's short and sweet, by the way. $1,300 in white oak. Five years old. Very noble. She can be ridden. Very noble. Noble. Yeah, very noble. She can be ridden. Now, that's ah. it. We don't know anything else about her. But that's a, what else do you need to know for $1,300 other than she's noble and she can't be ridden? She oh, is sorry. so noble. Noble. I don't know exactly what that means in this context, but, you know, <laughs> it'll mean something to somebody. She's very regal. I'm sure that's it. Um, okay. The next one is from Adrian. And Adrian has it's a, it's a ISO beginner lawnmower. Oh, this is this is Craigslist. Is this one of either? those hider ones that they're trying to hide it? <sighs> yeah, sale? I guess. Yeah. You know, they're selling the halter and the horse comes with it. Yeah. Uh four uh four six year old beginner lawnmower driver must haves. <laughs> Ballless. <laughs> Ballless color don't care must have autopilot if my kid can't sit on it and eat snacks while it grazes its way down the trail i don't want it <laughs> must be able to do lessons at a lesson barn and mow trails without fault because this kid is still learning and a boy and pays attention to nothing <laughs> are you looking for a horse or lucas <laughs> This this would be, I've been chilly. No (laughs) flat tires, except for that part. Must be sound. Must love people. Gentle enough that a kid can catch tie saddle without adult help. (laughs) Good luck with that. Uh, Six-year-old, you want your six-year-old to go catch Taka and leave you alone? No, that's not going to happen. Well, we take our lawnmowers camping regularly, so it must be a camping trip pro. Not afraid of vehicles. Must be able to do fun shows at the fair. Need not be in the ribbons because the boy will have his nose back in the Game Boy by the time the class is <laughs> pinned anyway. 2006 model or newer. Uh, this, they probably have a budget of $800. I was going to say, all for $200. <laughs> Lord, they know their kid though. They know their kid, but they're really trying to keep them into horses at this point. Good luck Uh, with that. Just get him something to leave. Get him to leave me alone without having to tablet. They they are truly looking for a babysitter horse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Beth sent this one in. Hi, looking to adopt animals for our traveling petting zoo. Must be interesting or friendly. Not looking to spend a bunch, but happily adopt oddball animals. Message me. I had a skunk in my manure pile yesterday. I can wrangle that thing <laughs> there you for go. him. There you go. 200 bucks. It's all yours. I always worry about their advertising, the traveling petting zoo must, and uh, they're not looking to spend a bunch. That always worries me about how much they're looking to spend to feed the animals after too. They happily know. adopt the animals. And again, I've got a skunk in my manure pile. I'd be happy to wrangle for him. Send that on over. Hey, the next one is a trailer. This one is uh, yours to 
Oh, Matt sent this one in. Matt sent this trailer. Now, this is a gooseneck. We don't often get goosenecks, but this is a gooseneck of all goosenecks. It's a two-horse trailer with a very short box for the horses. Looks maybe quarter-horse size, but the neck is enormous. (laughs) The neck is like twice as long as normal goosenecks. I don't know why. I don't know what they're expecting to haul it with. But if you would like it, it's a 12-foot gooseneck livestock trailer for $200. And it's going to back up different. Be- oh, I didn't Eight notice, too. Did you notice it has a strap holding up the back axle where there's no wheel? Yeah. The and s- did you also <laughs> notice that it looks like it's been parked out in a paintball field and they've oh, let kids yeah. blast it with, with paintballs. paintballs? It looks like it's been <laughs> shot with the different amounts of blues and yellows and it's hideous i figured out the strap it's hold there's no wheel on the back axle and the strap goes over the holding around the back axle holding up the axle all the way around the trailer and tied to the other back axle so that means the axle is falling off the trailer so good luck getting this one home it's only two (laughs) hundred dollars it's like it's free look at the size of that gooseneck you could have a party in that thing um Let's see. This one comes from Faye, and this is a Central Georgia horse classifieds and free cycle serving Atlanta to Florida. Uh, There's a Facebook page for everything. (laughs) Looking for new address. This little guy is awesome. He puts up with the kids flipping and flipping all over him. But my daughter, she's 11, and it's time to move on. And she wants to ride bigger horses. And he also pulls a cart. Uh. See that picture? Do you see the picture? It's like literally the child is flipping upside down on him while he's grazing. Over the horse. You know what? <laughs> we should put together Kristen with the lady up top who's looking for a mow lawnmower trail horse Perfect. camper. Perfect. <laughs> apparently you can do anything on this pony. <laughs> oh my god. Do you notice that both the pictures of this pony are from about a hundred yards away? <laughs> There's no close ups. No. You don't get to see the face either. It's all from the butt side. Because I don't know if the uh, pony's ugly or what. Uh, But anyway, Lorraine sent this one in, and I can see why she didn't want to read it, because it would have taken her more time to get the phone out than to read it. Because the ad says, break horses, $750 or $25 a day. That's it. That's all. The picture is of a horse standing in a pen with panels standing in the mud but, so yeah. <laughs> you can bring your horse to this fantastic location for 750 dollars a month and they'll get it good and broke um i would also like to point out that i'm not charging enough i need to have my prices wow you need yeah you need to be charging at least double that i know price going up next year people um the next one came from hannah let's see um look this guy is getting it with no credentials and doesn't say a damn thing about himself (laughs) you Uh, actually have credentials yeah no it's this one right here i'm gonna let lucas read it because it's short and sweet and you have to read it as written and it it says it's from hannah Ponies and horses, four hundred dollars in Romulus, Michigan. Giving them all the hard ones today. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let him read the bottom part. Okay, here we go. Let's just talk. Okay. Friendly, really nice to ride is a pony mare and a full pony boy, and I have a Paso Fino and a Toro bred and a mare with a newborn baby. Yay! <laughs> nice. Good job. Good job. Yeah, I love that. He, he it, it says um, Toro. 
bread. It does like, say Toro bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I the fact that he didn't it. put any punctuation in. Like there's no there is punctu- no punctuation. No. He didn't add <laughs> any. He just read it like it was. Uh, that's great. Good I don't job. Care if you judge me. I just wanted to read and be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I woke up this morning. He's like, "Can I be on the show today?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> sure." You know, read some bad ads. I actually did say that. I know, but he goes to dumb. Good job. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you for Sunny. joining us. He said, "Thank you for joining us." All right, the next one, Lucas already read. So, Glenn, you've got the last one coming in from last Debbie. One today Holt. is a one-year-old baby horse for sale, and Debbie sent this one. Oh, this is right up the streaks from me. In Marion Oaks. I mean, literally on the other side of Ocala. One-year-old baby horse for sale for $1,000. I have a one-year-old baby horse for sale. He's a TB equals thoroughbred, ready to go to his new forever home. He will make a nice horse for someone. He's up to date on Wormers and his shot two weeks ago done. And in another and been another set of shots in four months. I'm asking... A thousand dollars for him. He never bitten or kicked. He greets me with every morning for his treats. Easy to handle. Does great with the vet, and he has a good temper. Tamper delivery is available for a fee. He does not have papers or is registered either, but he will come with a copy of his vet record showing what shots he had done. That was all one wow. sentence, no punctuation. Glenn, uh, Lucas is clapping for you. I had that to take a breath. Hard. I couldn't do the whole thing without a breath. That whole thing is one sentence, and I'm glad that they translated what TB means for those of us who are yes. horse, shopping. horse shopping. That means yes. that that's a thoroughbred. Wow. Yes. And I'm really, they're really set on the shots. They really wanted you to know what shots this horse had. It had a lot yeah. of shots. And a we'll set of them. It. A set of them. And we're going to prove it with the papers. $1,000 yeah, exactly. over in Marion Oaks. There's no horses in Marion Oaks because they're not allowed. So I don't know where the horse is. That's why they're selling it. Get this sucker out of here. <laughs> the, the HMO showed up at the door and said, you know, you're not allowed to have a horse at this property. It's just a baby horse. It's not doing nothing wrong. It's just hey, out it's there. It's a TB you know, and it's got all its shots. <laughs> it's going to be a famous, this horse is going to win the Kentucky Derby and y'all done kicked it out of my whole neighborhood dude, just because you don't want no horses up in this house. And this horse is obviously going to be a champion. Speaking of he, which. I even shot it. The Kentucky Derby is a month away. Can you believe that? I cannot believe it. It is definitely a different world these days. We have with- to talk about it. We're going to do something special for the Kentucky Derby this year. You want to? I'll talk about it in the post show. How about that for Sounds the auditors? Good. There's a tease for you. So uh, auditors, hang on. We'll talk about what they're doing down here for the Kentucky Derby. That's really cool. In the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. I think you and I are working together next week again, right? Like normal week. I think so. I don't, yeah. I don't have plans to go anywhere till yeah. maybe October. So Okay, good. <laughs> stuck. Well, normal week next week. So thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you all next week. All right. Have a great day. Spade, neuter, gel. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. It's going to be a radio guy just like you. I think he's just tired of me. It's been off for two weeks. So at the World Equestrian Center here, they are having a super fancy car show. They There was always this really high-end car show that they had in Ocala every year on this farm. Well, 
World Equestrian Center bought the farm. <laughs> so I guess they decided to keep doing the car show, but they're get this. They're doing it on Kentucky Derby Day. And what they're doing is they're setting up the big arena in front of the hotel where it has the super big Megatron TV screens, and they're showing the Derby on the TV screens. So you can go to this super fancy car show, have wine and, and food and everything, and watch Kentucky Derby on the big screens. So that's what we're going to do on Kentucky Derby Day. Oh my gosh, are you going to be able to social distance well enough? Uh, hopefully, I'll have the second vaccine by then, too. So that helps. And it's oh, huge. Yeah. I'm going to be sure it's dancing out- on top of a car. <laughs> And it's outdoors, so that's good. Is it like a like a Barrett Jackson kind of thing? That's the one in Arizona. No, it's not an auction. It's just a show where they show the fancy oh. supercars all shined up, um, and it's just gonna. I think it's just gonna be fun. They're gonna have all kinds of food, and it's all outside. So, and it's beautiful right there in front of the Sergeant Reckless statue in front of the hotel, and then on the jumbotrons, they're gonna have the they're gonna have the race. I think this is gonna be kind of cool. It'd be like hanging out with a thousand friends watching the race. So when you said we are going to do something fun, I thought you were including me in that. You're that welcome to come including. over. We have a camper you can stay in in our yard. You can. Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so... Uh, you, we my... really do at some point need to get you over here to see the World Equestrian Center, though. It's pretty cool. No, <laughs> They'll have an event great. there. They're building the cross-country course now, and it's going to be five-star. So who knows? Dang, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, so we'll have to get you over here because you, you think... Kentucky worst part Disneyland ain't nothing on this place <laughs> so you, we now, gotta get you over here for that going back to the old cars do you have any desire to own one of those old cars and if you do what is the one you want because I have one that I'm I do at. not uh my brother has a hot rod he has a 1950s bright red cherry red hot rod and uh, all I see he does go to the car shows and sit in front of his car occasionally which looks like the most boring fucking day ever um but he does it sits there all day talking to people looking at his car and he spends a lot of money fixing it up (laughs) it makes dressage look exciting uh which one is yours which one is you would you like and it's not a hot rod but i want one of those old old like 50s 1950s chevy trucks i've just i see them driving down the road and that are all round and bubbly like Yes, yes, I just yeah. want one of those old trucks so bad. And even so, like even just the ones in the seventies, I also love them. Like no backseat tank. They're it's just a giant square. tank. <laughs> they went from round Squares. to square, and now they're back to round again. Yeah. What year is this one? This one's pretty cool. Like I love the ones that are like the early fifties, you know, late forties. There's some really awesome trucks. Um, and I did realize too, because you know we'll see cars every now and then Chad goes, that's the one I'm like, yes, I want that one so bad. Um, however, uh, I'm never going to own one. Cause he started thinking like, are you serious about this? Like, this is like a, like a goal of yours. I'm like, babe, here's the thing. I will never own one of those because I don't, I can barely put gas into a car. Like, my, I've, yeah, you got to be able to fix wean... your own car to own one of those. <laughs> yes. And I've tried to wean my cars off gas through history and it just doesn't work <laughs> like weaning a baby off milk. So I, I'm really in trouble, but I do love those. And, uh, he, and we drove by one just the other day and he's like, is that the one? I'm like, yes. He's like, 
until I started looking online, how much they cost, you know, like $50,000. Yeah. And he's like, someday when I'm a captain. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But here's what would be cool. If you, you could, could like rent one could for a day. You think of other things to do with $50,000. Like oh, an arena. <laughs> like that covered round pin yeah. or arena. Yeah. I don't need an old truck, but God, I just love them. I just want to ride in one and like drive one with those big giant steering wheels that are like, you know, you, your right hand and left hand are almost as far apart as they go to like drive the steering wheel. <laughs> so someday you, you're, you're going to laugh at what I've always wanted. What have you wanted? And I almost bought one once. Um, I'm going to Google it as you're saying, cause I'm probably not. Oh, you know what, you know what it is. It's not even old. It's, pr- it's probably seventies. I think they were the biggest. I've always wanted a Lincoln town car. The one that was like 20 miles long. Um, so the old Lincoln town cars. Now they've pretty much been taken over by the hip hop community who have souped them up and, made them into, you know, high or what are those low riders or whatever. Uh, but I've always wanted a Lincoln town car, which are about 20 feet long. Um, and I, I, we rented one when we went to Disney years ago and when they were still making Lincoln town cars, uh, and are you like, a, like an 87 year old woman. Yes, I know. And we rented one. And the problem is parking the damn thing. is so big. Like parking a dually. It was kind of fun to drive, though. And the engines are huge. So that was kind of fun. But I've always wanted one of those or a limousine. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I could see you Dawn in the little cap. Hello, Governor. <laughs> you open the door for your Do you know what I always wife? thought I would be good at? And I always thought I'd make a lot of money doing this. I think in the old days, again, they don't have them too much anymore. But a high-end restaurant, I'd make a good mater d' at a high-end restaurant. I think I'd be good at that. Don't you think I'd be good at that? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I mean, I get, yeah, I can see you being good at that. I can't imagine why that would be a goal. You can literally go down the street and get a job as a greeter at Walmart for the same thing. Yeah, no, no, but a high-end restaurant, you know, taking the frilly old ladies to their seat and getting big tips. I could be good I at that. I swear job. you are 90 years old. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to do it. I said I think I'd be good at it. That's one of Why would you ever be like, you know what I want to do is I want to be a greeter well, in a you know, restaurant. If this gig goes away, I have to do something. You know, oh part my. of that comes from when we used to do our shows, we used to do the Medieval Feast. We did them at a very high-end restaurant that was a castle. It was an actual castle. Um, and the Mater D guy, I just loved him so much. He was so great. And he, he took me aside one day. <laughs> As you can picture this guy, Italian, about 50 years old. And I said, how is it? No, we were completely alone. I said, how is it being a maitre d' at a restaurant like this? He said, I make more money and have more women than any other person in this town. So you want to be a 90-year-old Casanova. <laughs> I don't know if he was married. I don't know. I don't think he cared. Uh, want your big but... old Lincoln for taking the <laughs> ladies out to the parking lot as you, uh, you know, have to carry them to the car yeah, but that was his, that was his gig he said i wouldn't ever do anything else and he was he was a charmer he was one of those guys that was a super charmer dressed to the nines and came to work every day at the castle oh my god so if you didn't have to do this if there was a job now not something you want to do but do you think you'd be really good at what it would be oh my god not horses you know- it has to be away from horses i mean the, the only two things i've ever wanted to do in my entire life are horses and radio so you kind of do I, the radio thing, so yeah, yeah, I did that, and I still kind of do it. Um, <laughs> and those are pretty much the 
trying to think what you'd be good at. Waitressing, not so much. I think you'd be spilling shit on them all the time. I was a pretty good waitress. I mean, I was good. I I was a waitress for about a year and a half. And yes, I did spill things on people. I can't carry a tray and take a drink off of it. Throws the whole balance off. That's kind of part of being a waitress, though. Uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. terrible at that. Um, gosh, Lucas, if I could have any other job in the world besides horses or radio, what do you think I'd be good at? Horses, he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, me you're not barn. a yoga instructor. I'm trying to think of something athletic uh, and outdoors. I'm not coming up with anything. <laughs> That's not going to be a rafting guide. I don't like water. I don't really care to hike. No, I, I, no. You're not a lifeguard. That's not happening. Sometimes in life, Glenn, people just end up in the right places. And Although then you kind I, of look like a lifeguard. I could picture you sitting there as a lifeguard. Ooh, with your gross. little white stuff on your nose. And a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> you have the look of a lifeguard, but uh, no, you don't like water that much. Or, nor okay. saving people. So there's that. Um. I yeah, can think I'm of more a- things that you would be bad at than good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. There's a lot of stuff I am not supposed to do. The people in our that are our listeners that are nurses and and doctors and all that, oh, like God those people them. deserve uh, an award every day. Police officers, firefighters, EMTs, anybody first responders. Those people, like I could never do that. No, never. never. And we have some. Lis- we have a lot of listeners that do those jobs. I know, a lot, and they're actually. so amazing. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, maybe I just don't have enough compassion for humans to do that. But I, I mean, I love my family and I love my friends and I love entertaining people. But, you know, I think I would be a stand-up comedian. I think that's what I would have you liked. Do. Oh, that's something you could do. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I totally with you there. Yeah. Uh, or I, in and an I'm improv group. You know, or in with, an improv group. I, I did an improv group that was not my thing. Really? Uh, yeah, and I d- also did yeah, we one do of those it here like, every day. I know, I know, but the SNL thing, like the skits, yeah. skit comedy. I did. I was in a skit comedy group in Atlanta because I was liked being funny, make people laugh. But I'm a terrible actor. Oh my god, it's painful. Um, <laughs> it's so self conscious. Remembering lines thing sucks for me. I can't do. Yeah, it. yeah. that's yeah, why that's I did I an do. improv show. That's why when we had an acting company for ten years, it was all improv because I couldn't remember lines. Well, I want to give That's... the auditors an update before I forget too. Uh, Alicia, one of the hosts from Humble Hoof Podcast, Humble Hoof Podcast, Humble Hoof, uh, is, got COVID about eleven days ago and had nine days. I mentioned this of high fevers. Uh, she ended up in the hospital three days ago with uh, COVID pneumonia, and the, they said her lungs didn't look good. Pneumonia. Um, yeah, and she's only thirty some. I mean, she's Uh-oh. not, and she's young and, you know, healthy, no problem. She's a farrier. Uh, so her husband got same time, three days, he was fine. And then she got the bad one. I, just genes, I think. Genetic is what I think it is. But um, they're treating her with, she said to let everybody know that she's getting a little better. They're treating her with rib remdesivir and a couple other things I can't say. And she said about 45 other pills every day. Uh, but she said they said that her lungs are getting better and they she should heal, but she's going to be there for a couple more days, and, of course, nobody can visit you. And I said, are they wearing their battle armor when they come in to see you? And she said, yep, <laughs> they're all dressed up. So uh, she's she's doing better. You know, we've been talking every day, actually, since she got it, and a couple times a day, and I said, you got to go to the hospital. I mean, she, she had fever for nine days. And she said, they won't let me in because I'm not showing any other signs. And then I guess they finally went and took an x-ray of her lungs and said, oh, okay, now we'll let you in. So apparently you have to be almost dead before they let you in the hospital anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she's doing a little bit better for everybody. I know I posted over the weekend and I want to give everybody an update on that. But uh, it's still out there and it's still making making people real sick. Mm. So anyway, that's uh, that's it. Right. Uh, That's all we have. I think at this point, I haven't got anything else to you. I'm good. All right. I'm done. Hey, um, <laughs> one other thing. I thank you to, I've heard from several other people who, about the trip, about the road show, about uh-huh. staying at their farms. And I've saved all of your emails and I'm hoping to finalize the whole five weeks this weekend. So I'm hoping that we'll have an announcement next week with the map uh, where we're going to be staying. It's, it ends up in about 15 or 16 different listener places. So we're hoping to have that scheduled down and everything. And uh, I will have be sending Jamie an email. I have dates for you two for coming into Lexington. So I'll give you those dates. Uh, we're hoping to get Jamie into Lexington. So when we do the meetup there, the Jamie will be there too. Um, and hopefully have some fun plan- things planned in Lexington as well. But that's cool. what's going on. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Lucas. <laughs> Thanks, Lucas. He's, he's on the iPad now. Yeah. It's on the Game Boy. He's over us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye. <laughs>